Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. My name is Randy. I'm going to be your host for today. If you've listened to the last couple episodes, today we're going to take it back to the business, a little bit more of the nitty gritty. But first, I want to just mention uh, our first CLA workshop of 2021 is just a couple of weeks away. Uh, January 14th and 15th are the dates for that workshop. If you have not registered, if you've not gotten a seat in the CLA workshop, head to winninggym.com slash workshop and uh, lock in your seat there. For today's episode, I want to have a conversation around the life cycle of, well, the buying cycle of a client. When from, from the moment that they're introduced to your company, long all the way through to when they become a member and maybe onwards and uh, as they continue to buy from you, when it comes to attracting a client and, and bringing on a new member, the marketing versus sales conversation is, is a little bit muddy at times. I wanted to get a little bit deeper into the differences between marketing versus sales when it's appropriate and when you should be doing one or the other, where they kind of blend in the middle. And, uh, and ultimately, my goal here is to help you know whether or not you should be steering your conversation towards something that's marketing-based or is this an opportunity to sell. A couple of conversations I've been having lately with some clients part of our CLA support group the last few weeks. Uh, I had a good conversation with a past client of ours um, while talking about some of our other services uh, the other day. And we started to have the conversation about the specifics in in our CLA, in our our, uh, client lifecycle automation uh, campaign, if you may. And we got on the topic of marketing versus selling and the differences of. And so this conversation's come to the forefront quite a bit lately, and I definitely think that it's something that we should, we should elaborate on today. So what is the difference between marketing and selling? Well, marketing can be thought about as the introduction to and getting people interested in uh, your company and your products or services. Really, just the introduction of, um, the enticing factor Quite often, we relate it to that emotional effect, uh, stories. You know, these are things that you often see with marketing. Now, sales, on the other hand, is the specific activities or the actions that you're taking that contribute to the conversion of taking somebody from a lead into now a, a member or a client or a user of your product, if you may. Um, but it ultimately, it's the activities. It's, it's the specific things like a pre-call, a prequal maybe. You know, that wouldn't necessarily be marketing. It would be more of a sales aspect because right there, that's when it becomes part of the sales process that's at hand. We're trying to convert that client or that prospect into a client. 
the actual consultations that we're having. That is a sales agent, not a marketing agent. Now, on the other hand, what are some of the, the things we have for marketing? Well, marketing can be considered inbound or outbound. Outbound marketing is some of more of our traditional forms of marketing, television ads, billboards, direct mail, a magazine ad. Basically, you're outbound marketing, meaning you're taking your marketing materials and you're putting it into a medium that's being distributed outbound out of your facility away from you. And those mediums are carrying that message across. Now, inbound marketing on the other end of the spectrum is where your intention is to draw that client towards you by you know, possibly you hosting that material. Think of things like uh, blog posts or your content uh, marketing, social media marketing, email marketing is a form of, of uh, inbound marketing. You're trying to have that client come into you after you know through through that engagement, and, and it, uh, even SEO, right? The client is taking action; they're looking for a solution. They come to you for that outcome. Either way, these are are opportunities in ways that we introduce who we are. We introduce the products and the services. We're not actually trying to say buy my so and so. We're having the conversation around. Uh, its benefits, its appeal, what it's done for other people, client testimonials, social proof. These are all massive, valuable ways of, of marketing your business, introducing your company, maybe, who you are, what makes you different than the competition down the street. I was having a conversation with these over the past couple of days with a couple of these uh, clients and the analogy that I used for good quality marketing in an emotional stance or emotional realm, as opposed to a sales or something that was trying to sell a piece of sales material is, you know, big brands like Coca-Cola, right? Coca-Cola isn't trying to sell you or hard sell you on the fact that, okay, we have a 12 pack for $2.99. You're never going to see that in, in their marketing material. You might from a grocery store advertising, but not, on, not Coca-Cola themselves. What do they market? They market the, right? It's that, that they want you to attribute that happy feeling, that emotional state. They want to make that emotional connection, draw you into that product or that service. And then from there, you're going to decide it's right for me to go get a Coca-Cola. Marketing and selling is a lot like relationships. You have to market. You have to show a little bit of your appeal. Introduce somebody before you can expect to take them home. And where we've seen marketing in the fitness industry for so long was take that buying cycle from when a lead is generated to when we're asking for that sale and we're making it instantaneous. And while that's a beautiful thing to be able to create when possible, I don't truly think that that's something that's going to be there for the long haul. Hey, are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing, pulling in at least steady 30K or more per month, and now you're ready to ask yourself, what is next? Well, the Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. 
Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group and let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show. In the last few years since we started ProFit, I mean, we've seen the direct response marketing on Facebook take almost a full cycle as far as how easy it was to create and generate a lead and instantly and almost simultaneously turn that lead into a sale. It was a beautiful thing. But I don't think that's going to happen for the masses. You know, when we look at marketing outside of fitness or even um, other forms of marketing within fitness, the buying cycle or the, the decision to purchase your services in relation to when that person became aware of who you are, what you have available, your products and services, what's wrong with saying maybe that's two or three months? You know, wouldn't you much rather appeal to somebody, introduce who you are, market to them? Have them give you a piece of value, like maybe their name, phone number, and email address in exchange for something of value, like a lead, uh, lead gen or uh, a lead magnet or a, you know, an ebook or some sort of piece of value that you can provide these people, maybe free workouts or something. And in exchange, you, you, they, they opt into your marketing material. Your marketing material should not instantly say, here's what I have available, come join my gym. Well, that's not necessarily the conversation that you want to have. Again, taking it back to a relationship. If you just met somebody, you're not asking those types of questions. You need to get to know this person and this person needs to get to know you. The like, trust, and respect factor all happens in the front end. It's all happening in the marketing. It's solidified once we have the sales consultation. Once that client and you are having that conversation back and forth, they're presenting objections or you're asking objections and you can come to terms with those types of things. That's solidifying what you exemplified in your marketing. That is the, the, the second half of the like, trust, and respect factor. Now it's all coming to fruition. And then the next step is, is solidifying that through um, delivery, right? And we've talked about before, when you deliver on the promise, when you deliver on your promised service or so, then you solidify your brand's promise. Again, it's all the psychology of having somebody build trust in a relationship with you, be willing to exchange value with you in exchange for a membership, cash, and, uh, and then your ability to execute on that and provide the result. There's a couple of things I wanted to point out in that process. With a sales process, what the sales side of things is trying to do or ultimately doing is you're allowing a customer to make an investment into your business. And in our business, it's actually an investment into themselves, right? We have one of those tough, we don't have a product or service where we're just delivering upon it and the client gets an immediate gratification. Everybody wins. Our clients are, are buying into an opportunity to actually deliver, to deliver themselves results uh, with our guidance. And so it is a, it is a difficult sell. I promise you, the better that you can market, the easier you can transition that market into the selling aspect of it, the easier you're going to find the sales process becoming. And then um, a couple of things. So the alignment of both. You have to have congruency in your marketing message and your sales conversations. One of the reasons that we're 
so adamant about systematizing the, the CLA or the conversation is because we know every single time somebody sits in that seat, we know exactly what they're being told. There's control, there's data, there's measure, a measurable, quantifiable a number associated with that. And then that's where we can improve areas that are underperforming. There's got to be systems in place. I mean, if you think of our business and the things that, that Tim and I provide with ProFit, our GPS would be a lot like the marketing seat, right? The front half of that buying cycle. The, the CLA is the, the middle of the road. It's a, con, it's, a, it's a conversation that's happening specifically around the cell. And then from there, it'll elaborate onward. But um, those are systems. We've taken ideas, things that we all know we need in our business. And instead of just guessing every time we have a marketing, you know, we need to do a marketing campaign or every time we had a lead that we, need, we wanted to convert into a, a client, we don't guess anymore. We've put them into a system. We have a baseline for measurement. And now we can continue to increase the performance over time. That's why we're here, guys. Built to grow, right? That right there is a way of growing your business, not just leaving, you know, throwing it at the wall and seeing what sticks. Pairing these two front to back, whether it be the GPS and the CLA or your own marketing materials with a sales conversation, when you pair those front to back, you create a system. And that's, that's what I want you to take from this is the importance of not only understanding both of those, bringing them into your business, solidifying them in a Again, a measurable, quantifiable manner so that you can systematize it and then work for improvement. And ultimately, the last takeaway is I hope you understand a little bit more about the differences between marketing and selling. Again, one of the reasons why we love the systems and especially the CLA is because, like we always say, we're, we know that we're saying the right thing to the right person at the right time. That's what understanding marketing versus sales should help do for you. You should know that the materials and the conversation you're creating with individuals at the beginning of that relationship, when they just give you, when they just opt in. Now, if they're opting in for a promotion, maybe that's okay to have that sales conversation. They themselves have skipped that marketing need. Maybe they received it in other ways in past forms, but again, it's not going to happen for everybody. But if somebody were to then opt in for a specific offer, have the conversation about sales. If somebody opts into your business and they, they download a free ebook or they, they leave a, they fill out a form on your website that says uh, looking for more information, that doesn't necessarily mean immediately just the, the price point of your services. Have a conversation about who you are, what makes you different, what do you do differently that provides clients with a different result than the gym down your street? If you're automatically going to the sale, I said it to these, uh, to the gentleman I was speaking to uh, this week, we don't deserve the opportunity to ask for the sale that early. Unless somebody raises their hand and specifically meets us there, we need to understand that it's not about when we want to make the sale happen necessarily. It's about when the client's ready to buy. So if you could create material or create marketing material that constantly kept adding people to your list, putting people in the front of your sales funnel, nurturing them for a period of time, and then when, as time progresses, when you've created a change of belief system, when you've provided them with some value, now introduce your products and services, 
you're going to start to see a lot more people raise their hand because you've earned the right to ask for the sale. We didn't just assume that somebody came to our organization, they must be ready to buy from us. So that's my takeaway for the day. If you guys have any questions, concerns, uh, if you want me to elaborate on this idea, reach out pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call. Check it out. Find us on social media. I'm, again, Randy. You can find me at Mindset and Muscle on Instagram. We really appreciate you guys. As always, look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to do that right now by clicking the subscribe button on Apple iTunes. And if you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you do us a quick favor, rate and review the podcast. See, this lets the platform know that we're doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge help and we'd be extremely grateful. And if you're interested in growing your fitness business as well, go ahead and head on over to timlyonsbook.com and pick up a free copy of my book, Built to Grow. Until next time, keep building something great.